God's grace and peace as we come to the close of the day. This evening, as we start our study and meditation formation at the cross, I need for your help uh, as we start. And what I want you to do is, when I finish a statement, I want you to continue with a response. And the response that I need first from you is this, because I love you. And actually with that tone of voice, because I love you. Let's try that. One, two, three. Because I love you. Great, let's try that. I'll say the statement, then you continue on, okay? I want you to be home by 10. Sounds like some of you have practiced that. Let's try another one. I want you to finish your homework before you go over to your friend's house. Wonderful. I want you to pick up your toys before you go to bed. I want you to try a bite of everything on your plate. One last one. I want you to be nice to your siblings. Why is it? Why is it that parents have such rules, commands, or give such guidance to their children? As I was growing up and grew older and got married and Jan and I were blessed to parent children, I came to understand that parents give rules, commands, guidance to their children because we love them. We love our children. Now I want you to respond with a different phrase and a different tone of voice. And here's the phrase that I need you to practice. Well, maybe some of you won't need to practice it very hard, but this is the new phrase. But I thought you loved me with that tone of voice. But I thought you loved me. Let's try that one. You know that one well, don't you? Okay. I want you to be home by 10. I want you to finish your homework before you go to your friend's house. I want you to pick up your toys before you go to bed. I want you to try a bite of everything on your plate. I want you to be nice to your siblings. Why is it? Why is it no matter our age that our inner response or even our spoken words might sound just like that? Maybe we've matured and we don't say it out loud, but when we hear the rules, the commands, the guidance that others who are perhaps in authority give us, perhaps we're right there back to younger days, but I thought you loved me. We feel like our parents or those in authority give commands or guidance or rules to burden our lives. That's what I thought Mr. and Mrs. Brick did. That's our name back home. The Bricks, they gave us rules to burden us. My parents gave rules to take away my freedom, my joy, and my fun. I believe my mom wanted to control us six kids. It was like as if... Uh, they were boxing us in. They had their rules. Those rules from parents or authorities, it's like a box that's put around my life, a hindrance, and I can run up and I am stopped from where I want to go. Not just for a child. 
no matter our age or station in life, rules, don't they? They box us in and freedom is removed. I'd like for you to take your service folder and turn to the Old Testament reading that Pastor Nathan just read. There from Exodus 20. As Pastor Nathan read Exodus 20, perhaps some of those words sounded familiar to you. What's recorded there in Exodus 20? The, the commandments. The commandments. God gave those commandments through his servant Moses to the children of Israel. And not only did God give those commandments to the children of Israel, but he gives them to all who would follow him, to trust those who trust in Yahweh, who call on his son Jesus Christ as their Savior. So these commandments, they're given by God our Father. And they're not there, believe it or not, to box us in. I would like to propose as we study through the parts of the catechism, different ways to understand and learn. So the commandments for me, I would propose are our Father's boundary, but a boundary of Love. Love indeed is the summary of the commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. But the motivation for our Father to give those commandments comes from His love. And He gives them to who? He gives them to His children. Listen to what Yahweh said through Moses in verse 2. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Yahweh is not speaking to some random people, hoping that they hear some guidance and rules and think, you know, that's really wise. I think I'll follow that guy. No, instead, it's a God who has a relationship with his children. He started the relationship and in the midst of that, with his love, he gave guidance. It would be similar to us at our home. It would be foolish for Jan and I to say to our two children when they were growing up, you know, these are our rules. If you follow them, we'll claim you as our children. That would have been absurd. Instead, we said, because you are our children, and because we love you and desire what is best for you, this is how we will live with our boundary of love. You see, God the Father was speaking to the children of Israel, to those who had been boxed in by another Lord, Pharaoh, who burdened them, who took away their freedom, and now, in a new relationship, God our Father gives them life, gives them love, and gives them his blessing in this boundary of love. So again, why do parents, why are they the ones who give rules and guidance to their children? As I was growing up, I suggested to my dad once that he ought to go to school and learn some things to get smarter. That was a short conversation. 
And then I started to mature and realize that God had blessed my parents with life experience and learning through their own parents and insights to life. And I started to realize I did not know all of the dangers that were outside of their boundary of love. I didn't know that there was a danger if I didn't get enough sleep growing up. I did not know the danger of not getting along with my siblings, especially the older ones. I did not know the danger of staying out too late. For, again, thinking only about myself and just to the tip of my nose being very self-centered, I did not understand all of the threats that were outside my parents' boundaries for our well-being. Our Father, our Lord, omniscient and omnipotent, is fully aware of the threats that are outside of his boundaries of love. He is also fully aware of the evil one, Satan, who would love nothing more than to bring ruin to my life and to yours. He would love nothing more than to bring ruin to our lives using whatever it is in this broken world. And so our Father says, out of love, don't go there. Don't go there. One by one through the commandments, you can hear the love of your Father. Don't go there. There's threats outside my boundaries. Other gods, don't go there. All those other gods will burden you and not serve you with grace. Dishonor my name, don't go there. For my name's the only name that will give you life. Don't spend time with me, don't go there because you'll start listening to others and they will not speak the truth. Disrespect authority, don't go there. For I blessed you with parents and others in authority so you would have long life. No regard for life, don't go there. For if you disregard life in all of its stages from beginning to end, your life will be disrespected more than likely. No regard for the family and the foundation that God has given to that family, don't go there. You'll find yourself alone. Believe that you need more, whether it's by taking or at least it's consuming your thoughts and your coveting, don't go there. You'll find yourself never being fulfilled. And in commandment eight, no concern for others' reputations, don't go there. If you disregard their reputation, yours will be dashed too. And outside that boundary of love, in the midst of all those threats, who stands there inviting, enticing? No matter our age, the challenge continues this side of the world. Satan's saying, did God really say that this wasn't good? Did God really say that this was dangerous? Did God really say? I mentioned I grew up in a family. I grew up in a family of six. My parents had a lot of rules to help keep 
a little order in our life, in our family. But you know where you would find me and uh, my parents' boundaries? I was not that child. I was usually right over here with my nose poking through the fence. Just a little bit. Just a little bit outside of my parents' guidance. And isn't that the challenge in your life and mine? The broken nature within my heart tempts me so often to be right along the edge. And then comes those times when we cross over, right? That's where we find ourselves crossing over, trespassing, transgressing our Father's boundary of love. None of us are free from that. And just a side note, it's very easy for me and for you to find our pet commandments, so to speak, the ones that we would say, oh, I would never transgress there. Sister or brother, when that thought comes to mind, go to the Lord. For there is where Satan is tempting the most. Now, freed from the burden of the boundary of love when we transgress or trespass, we have some freedom out there, don't we? We're on our own now. We can do what we want, can't we? We can enjoy life. We could stay there and live life as we so desire, creating our new boundaries, so to speak, thinking we know what is best, that we can define what our limits are. And it's interesting, our Father who so loves you, That's not his desire for you and I to stay there. Not to be cliche, but Father does know best, right? Your Father, who knows best, who so loves you, desires for you and I to live not out there, but for the commandments to do their second work, to show us our sin. And so the Father desires for a turn. He doesn't want us outside his boundary of love. He's well aware of the threats and the harm that can happen to you and what it will do to your relationship with him and with others. And it's in this realization that we find ourselves tonight. This is where we gather as we begin our study through this Lenten season, this faith formation of the cross, hearing the first words, the Ten Commandments on this Ash Wednesday. Many of us, when we came in, we were marked with an ashen cross. Ash, a sign both of our brokenness and also a sign of repentance. In the shape of a cross, you see, it's there at the cross that the blackness of our sin and the soot 
of our transgressions is taken away. What a blessing it is in the midst of transgressing our Father's boundaries that Christ goes beyond that boundary to meet you, to meet me, to wipe away our sin, and as St. Paul says, to become sin for us. For our sake, our Father made him, made Jesus to be sin who knew no sin, to go outside the boundary of the Father's love, meeting us where we were at in our trespasses, so that in him we would be brought back, reconciled to the Father, becoming the righteousness of God. What a blessing to know where Christ will go when we've gone outside our Father's boundaries. He so loves you that even outside of his boundaries, he meets you with the gift of his Son, Jesus Christ, there to wash away sin and to bring us back. You see, in the Ten Commandments, the Father shows his love. It's his desire to lead and guide, to teach and direct us in our living as his children. And even in our repentance, the Father shows his love again by meeting us with Christ, who becomes sin for us, reconciling us, returning us back within the boundaries of our Father's love. It is Yahweh who indeed doesn't box us in. He doesn't burden us, but instead he loves us and says, stay close to me. May God grant us such faith as we continue in this faith formation of the cross. In Jesus' name, amen.